Hey, it's always really good when you're in church to just, you know, you can, you can become a spectator, eh? You can, just, you can just start kind of watching what's going on, but it's really good to say to God, what, what are you doing here today? You know, what's, what's happening here? What, what have you got for me today? Or what have you got for me to share? You know, what's, what's happening? Things like you have, to, you have to wake up sometimes just to remind yourself that um, the Holy Spirit's with you and, um, you know, he's got stuff for you today, maybe to give you or maybe for you to do. So um, if you accidentally switched off, then um, this is a good time to switch back on. Let's just pray, shall we? Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you did suffer for us and um, you did that looking ahead to the glory that is before you. And we know, Lord, that we have, a, we have a glory too. We will share in your glory. And so we have a wonderful hope. And today we just ask that you would uh, speak to us, challenge us. We invite you right now just to uh, come and touch your hearts. Amen. When I was about, um, when I was about 15, I started to learn to play the guitar. And about oh, a few minutes later, I joined the band, um, <laughs> which in, in those days consisted of a couple of guitars and a piano and an organ that my dad played. And so we used to have some hymns, but we also had all these uh, songs from Scripture and song. And they were great. They were basically, they were short little songs, and they were basically from, they were just taken from the Bible. So when you sung them, you were basically just singing the Bible. And um, I thought that I would actually just start my message today um, by singing the Bible to you. <laughs> and if there's anyone here that was around in 1971, and you remember this song, then you're most welcome to sing with me because um, I, I kind of need a bit of help. <coughs> Here we go. Something like this. Here's the words. Now unto him who is able to keep, able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forever Amen I'll sing it again but I just want you to notice those lovely diminished seventh chords and the augmented fifth, which I don't have anymore because nobody seems to remember how to play them. But um, if you're a musician, you'll appreciate those. Here we go. Now unto him who is able to keep, able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. 
to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and Beautiful, isn't it? Does anyone know which book of the Bible those words are from? The one before the last book in the Bible, Jude. That's it. The last um, couple of verses of Jude. And today I'm going to be speaking from a couple of verses from Jude. <laughs> That's the connection there. Um, and Jude is a really short book. In fact, it's only got one chapter. And um, it's, it's a letter. And Jude is, warning to, is writing to warn his readers um, about some stuff that's happening in the church that he's worried about. And uh, he says, um, for certain individuals, this isn't the two verses that we're preaching on, but I'm just giving you a little bit of background. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you, they are ungodly people who pervert the grace of God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, their only sovereign and Lord. And Jude doesn't mince his words if you read the chapter in um, saying what these people are and what their end would be. But he warns his readers, don't fall for it or else your end will be the same as theirs. And then he says this, but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. I love this verse, and for some reason, whenever I come across it, it seems to capture my attention and stir me up. Notice that Jude is urging us to do uh, three things. Build ourselves up in our most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. And keep ourselves in God's love. And doing the first two of those helps us to achieve the third one. Now, um, this is just an aside. Uh, I've got a two-point message, but my, my aside is like the third point. <laughs> but I really feel like God just wanted to share this uh, with you, so uh, forgive me if I go off um, to the side just for a wee moment. But um, I don't know about you, but um, sometimes when I'm reading the Bible, or perhaps I'm uh, doing a soap, which I like to do, or I'm listening to a message, or um, something like that, something will just really stand out to me. It sort of grabs me all of a sudden. And um, it's like God is drawing my attention to it. To it. And um, it's often something that I don't fully understand, but I, I get this sudden feeling that I really, really want to know more about this. I want to be able to understand this. And so I say to, to God, Lord, will you help me understand more about this? And that's a great question to ask. Don't just leave it aside. Ask God and press into it. For example, in this, this verse here, Jude says that we should pray in the Holy Spirit. And when I, when I read that, I feel myself going, yes, I really, really want to pray in the Holy Spirit. But I'm not exactly sure what that means. 
or how do I do that? But I know that I want to know more. And so, um, so I grab hold of it, and it's like a quest that takes you on a sort of a journey of discovery, which may take months or even years, but, but it's planted there. And, you know, God's got something that he wants to reveal to you to enrich, enrich you, and um, so that's why he's brought it to your attention. Paul says in, um, in Colossians that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The word hidden implies that you have to search for it and, um, and seek it out. So I guess I'm, what I'm saying with this is just if something arouses your curiosity, ask God to help you understand it. And with persistence and patience, you will uncover that treasure that God has for you in there. It's, um, it's a little bit like a miner who's looking for gold, you know. And he comes across gold. And he could just take that gold and move on to something else. But, you know, sometimes things are in layers in the ground, like a seam, they call it. You know, it's not just that bit, but actually that's just one bit of a whole seam. It's like a seam of gold. And that's what God will draw to your attention often. He'll, draw, he'll show you just a little bit of gold, but there's a whole seam of gold that he wants you to dig into. So just really want to encourage you... Um, to do that that was my side (laughs) but today we're not going to talk about praying in the Holy Spirit because what I want to talk about today is that one phrase from the verse which says build yourselves up in your most holy faith I love that phrase and you know when I'm thinking when I'm saying to God Lord what are we what are we doing at Connect Group this week because it's how we in jury roll and um, often that phrase comes into my head, you know, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Because that's one of, the, um, one of the most important things that as a group of people, especially a small group, that we are doing uh, when we meet. We are building each other up. And two questions arise when you read that phrase. Um, and I'm going to ask them to you. How are you building yourself up in your faith? And how are you building others up in their faith? We're going to consider those questions one at a time. First, how are you building yourself up in your faith? I'm just going to pour myself a glass of um, something here. If I can work out how to open these things. Here we go. Hmm. All right. So, oh, that's great. Thank you, Caleb. So, yeah, just back to that question that I've got myself together. What are you doing on a regular basis to grow and strengthen your own personal relationship with God? Now, recently, I purchased these running shoes. Hoka Challenger ATR 5 or 6 is actually just for anyone who's interested. (laughs) Now, I realize that not everybody in this room likes running, and that's all right. But if you were a runner, how would you build yourself up for a race? How would you prepare? I'm going to suggest that there are three things that you would need 
to look at, uh, to prepare, to build yourself up for that race. Training, diet, and rest. Let me talk about those. Training. Obviously, you would do lots of running, gradually building up your, your, um, your amount of weekly running distance. 80% of your running would be easy running because it helps to build endurance. 20% of your running would be hard, which helps to build speed and stamina to help you get through the tough times. Then you would look at your diet. You'd want to make sure you're consuming enough calories. It's not usually a problem for most of us. But also all of the different kinds of nutrients that we need to help our body be as healthy as it can be. And thirdly, you would prioritize rest and sleep because rest is part of your training. Did you know that you do not get fit when you are exercising? You get fit when you're recovering from your exercise. The exercise is a training stimulus, but it's the physiological adaptation of your body to that stimulus that makes you fit, and that happens after the exercise when you're resting. So, training, diet, and rest are uh, keys for building up for a running race. But what would you focus on if you were building yourself up in your faith? The same three things. You can do the same three. Training, diet, and rest. Just making sure you're remembering those. Um, let me just look at those to, uh, in each one at a time. Training. So basically, faith grows as you exercise. So every day, put your faith into practice. Love, serve, honor God in your work. Talk with God often. Follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Do you know, he is your personal trainer. He's the best personal trainer in the universe. People pay a lot of money for personal trainers at the gym, but the Holy Spirit comes free. He's your free gift, 24 hours a day. So listen for his voice and respond. Secondly, if you're building yourself up on your faith, you need to look at your diet. What are you, are you consuming? Now, here is the Heart Foundation guidelines on eating for a healthy heart. And I'm not going to go into detail on that. It's kind of got eat lots of this, eat some of this, and cut back on this stuff down the bottom there, which they don't mention. That's to do with physical food. But what about the diet that your mind is consuming and is that intentional or have you just kind of slipped into that diet the bible obviously fits into the eat plenty of this category and over the next few weeks while i'm having a six-week holiday you guys are going to be focusing on um, the word and, and being able to nourish yourself from the word which is going to be really awesome i'm really sad that i'm not going to be there sort of <laughs> i'll remember you while I'm uh, somewhere in the boondocks. So the Bible is, is that. And so make, make friends with the Bible. Read it together with the Holy Spirit. And if you need to, get a, writing, a, a reading buddy so you can encourage one another. But in terms of diet, how's your social media intake? And is it helping you to grow in your faith? Or is it in the sort of cut back on this category? Um, you know... I think that, a little personal testimony, I, I found that I was consuming a lot of social media 
And their job is to make money by having you watch what they've got. The longer you're there, the more money they can make by selling advertising. So it's very, very, very addictive. You can spend all day and all night on social media. And the algorithms are designed to pull you in and keep you there. But also, they tend to polarize your thinking and, you know, just be careful. I'm being a bit like Jude here. But I think that's a wee warning for us in the 21st century, that we intentionally decide what we're going to consume. You know, set a plan for the year and stick with it. Don't just go with the flow and find yourself consuming a diet that actually you don't really want to consume if you think about it. There we go. Something a little serious. <coughs> and that's, uh, next we come to the third thing, and that is rest. This is actually one of, one of my seams of gold. Uh, God's been talking to me a lot about Sabbath. Uh, not just the Sunday, but Sabbath, as in submitting myself to God to spend time and devote time to rest in Him, to listen to Him, you know, to read and to meditate uh, on the Bible or what He's got. I, I like to write because it helps me to hear God more clearly. And God is really, really into Sabbath. Um, I feel that that's another thing that we we need to relearn the art of. And God is just waiting for us. He, you know, it's his Sabbath, his time with us. So can I really encourage you, rest is part of your training, remember? You get strong, not when you're doing a whole lot of good works, but when you're resting with God. So wouldn't it be great to make that a priority for you this coming year? All right. Let's just get back to that verse. Um, from Jude. But now you, dear friends, by building yourself up on your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. I want you to notice that the way that it's worded actually makes way for two complementary interpretations of that phrase. One is that each of us needs to build ourselves up but the other is that we each need to build one another up. So which is the correct interpretation? I think it's both. And Paul makes it clear in Ephesians 4, we'll just have that first verse, thanks Glenn, that this building process is not just an individual pursuit. Listen to what he says. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, that's us, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. That's a really beautiful picture of the church as a whole, but also of our small groups, isn't it? Let's just look at some more verses. Paul's really into this building stuff. Um, Ephesians, no, what's the next one? Romans 15. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. And then from 1 Corinthians 14, verse 12, so it is with you. Since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. 
And then Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it might benefit those who listen. And one more from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 10. Jesus died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, he's meaning alive or dead, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Do you remember what Jesus said were the two greatest commandments? Love, love God, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So it's love God, and it's love your neighbor. Now, obviously, when we build each other up in our faith, um, we're loving our neighbor. But actually, we're loving God as well. You know, when, we, when you love somebody in the body of Christ, you are loving Christ, because it's his body. And when you love one of God's children, one of the Father's children, you're actually loving the Father as well. So one of the best ways we can express our love to God is actually by loving one another. Now in Galatians 6, uh, Paul makes two complementary statements. He says that each one should carry their own load. We have a role to play, each one of us. Uh, so let's not be lazy, let's do our bit, and let's excel at it. But he also says in the same chapter, bear one another's burdens. Because there are some things that are too heavy to carry on our own. And at some stage along the journey, you're going to need the love and the support and practical help of your brothers and sisters in Christ. And they are going to need yours. Don't be all independent now. We're all in this together. We're one body. And if one leg falls off, you're not going to leave it behind. We're going to pick it up, sew it back on, and keep on running. You know, in this time of, of COVID and vaccine passports and um, public health uh, measures, I find myself asking, what good purpose does God have for us in this, at this time? Now, I believe what's happening is actually a wonderful opportunity to ask ourselves afresh those two questions that I started with. How can I build myself up in my faith? And how can I build others up in their faith? You know, the devil sees the opportunity to create division and push people apart. You know, it's very easy to find yourself getting some attitudes towards other people who think differently. And when you step back and think about it, you think, I don't think that thought or that attitude actually came from God. It's very easy to let that happen, isn't it? And yet, this is actually an opportunity to strengthen the bonds between us and mature the love that we have for one another. So let's prove our love for one another. This is the time to prove our love for one another. Jeanette Evans has written this great little book. Who's read it? Quite a few. I love that book. And... Um, it's about her adventures with God, especially in Thailand. And for me, the take-home message of that book 
is actually that God is not afraid to let things get hard for us. You know, we tend to look at difficult circumstances, especially the ones that seem to just be going on and on, and we think, oh dear, this is so terrible. How can we fix it and make everything go back to normal? But God just takes his time. He's in no hurry because he's playing the long game, you know. He's not so interested in what's happening to us as he is in what's happening in us. Hard times are often the times when we grow the most. And difficulties between us are when our love grows the most. So don't shun those difficulties. Don't succumb to the temptation to flee away. This is the time to prove our love. Now, in New Zealand, we have this um, multi-day, multi-sport adventure race called God Zone. Look, it goes for days and days. The clock never stops ticking. So you can sleep if you like, but, you know, everyone else is still, still going, running, climbing mountains, paddling across the harbour, um, all kinds of stuff like that. I can go, I think it's six days, something like that. Now, you can't compete in God's own as an individual. I could have brought all of my running shoes, but I only brought four pairs. Basically, for God's own, it's for teams of four. Okay? And um, at all times in your team, you have to be within 500 metres of each other. In other words, you have to stay together. Every member of your team must finish the race in order for your team to finish. If you, if you don't all finish, that's DNF, did not finish. So you've got to look after one another, basically. Um, each team member has obviously different strengths and skills that they um, bring to the team and help the team to be successful. But each team member also has weaknesses and will need the help of the other members of their team to succeed. During the race, um, it's not unusual for team members to have low patches. And they may well need people to, um, to carry them. You know, metaphorically, but also even physically. Because remember, the whole team has got to finish. Because in God's own, basically, that's what you do. And in our God's own, our God zone, it's the same. We need a team. We need others, and others need us, so that together we can build ourselves up in our most holy faith, whilst praying in the Holy Spirit and remaining in God's love. Can I ask you, are you regularly meeting with a small group of brothers and sisters in Christ? Who is your God's own team? Do you have one? If not, what's stopping you? And if you do, what could you do to strengthen your team this year? Let's just take a couple of minutes, I'm just coming to a close, to, um, to ask ourselves those two questions that are on the screen there now. This year, 
how can I build myself up in my faith? And how can I build others up in their faith? I'm going to give you a little space. Just have a little think and a little chat with God. I want to write something down. Make a little commitment. Of course, two minutes isn't really long enough, is it? So I just want to encourage you to, you know, spend some time, set aside some time to plan your year and really think how you're going to build yourself up in your faith this year and uh, how you can build others up. You know, I'm really passionate about small groups. I just, I just think that they're the place where stuff can happen. And um, so let's, let's just really seize that. Let's be the church. It's great to meet together. But it's also great, whatever that little group looks like, whether it's four people getting together at quarter to six in the morning, before it even gets light, before your clock even starts working, <laughs> or whether it's in a connect group, or um, whether it's some other way. Let's build each other up in the faith. Can the band come? And let's just pray together as a church that God will build us up this year, shall we? Let's just do that. Lord, we lift our, ourselves up as a group, as a, as a church, as connect groups. We just want to lift ourselves to you, Lord. We need your help. And we need you amongst us. We want to grow stronger. We want to be the body that builds itself up in love. God, will you teach us? Will you encourage us? And will you strengthen us, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I thought we'd finish with that song again. I'll get you to stand up this time. <laughs>